One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello. This week's episode contains some discussion around unwanted touching and consent and things like that. So please don't listen unless you're okay with those things. You're listening to Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. This whole thing starts with a pretty shocking revelation. I went to a twink bar a couple of weeks ago. Not because I'm particularly twinky, obviously, but because I was with a friend who is, and I like the music there, and the drinks are cheap. Well, they're mostly just sugar, so I'm not surprised they're cheap. But a solid sugar buzz is perfect for dancing to pop and shit like that, so it worked out fine. Besides, a lot of the music was from the 90s and 2000s, which is what I grew up on. There was even a moment when I was teaching about 10, 20-year-olds how to dance to Saturday Night by Wigfield, which, now I come to say it out loud, doesn't sound like something I should be proud of. The funniest part was towards the end of the song when I shouted, double time, and watched all these poor fuckers trying to keep up. It's not even part of the dance. I just felt like messing with their heads. That'll teach them to be young and thin and attractive. Anyway, this bar. I used to go there a bit when I was younger. I wasn't a twink then either, to be honest. I've never really fit into any of those stereotype tribe boxes. I'm not a twink. I'm not an otter. I'm not a bear. And it took me a long time to be all right with that really. I think I just wanted to fit in, to feel like I was doing gay right, whatever that meant. But I'd never been skinny or blonde or had good teeth or looked good in tight pants or any of those other things that, you know, the media tells us we have to be to be gay men. If there's a lesson in this, it's that you shouldn't keep trying to shove something into a space it won't fit. No matter how much you want it or how hard you try, all that's going to happen is frustration and lube everywhere and Wait, what was I talking about? So, I went to this twink bar. The one with the pop music and the cheap drinks and the cute barman. Well, they all have cute Then Focus. Jesus. As I was going in, before I'd even done a circuit of the room to check out any potential hotties, and to let them check me out too, of course, it's important to remember that things are never a one-way street. That is to say, always give other people a chance to fancy you, just in case. Because... You might not think you're that hot, but that doesn't mean everyone else will agree with you. But anyway, before I'd done any of that, I got felt up by some leery old queen. He was older than me, so he must have been about 500. Yes, haha, I'm very funny, I'm old. I stood aside to let him pass on the stairs because manners. That's right, boys, I'm not just six feet and eight inches. That's two measurements of solid sexual magnetism. I've got manners too. Gentlemanly as fuck, me. Anyway, ooh. Handsome and polite, he said, pressing himself up against me and grabbing my boob. Now, this is a pretty gross thing to happen to anyone. It's invasive and not in any way nice or complimentary, whatever people might try and tell you. I'm a bit of an old hand at this, though. It's not really traumatic for me anymore. If anything, my first reaction was more along the lines of, Dude, I've just arrived. I've not even taken my coat off. Can you let me get a drink, at least before you start feeling me up? Eventually, I managed to scrape him off, which is just a turn of phrase, despite what he was shouting when they put him in the ambulance. He must have banged his head when he slipped on the stairs. Poor thing. He's fine. He'll be fine. Anyway, 
I went and got my drink and rolled my eyes at the whole debacle with my mate. It's a bit of an occupational hazard in gay bars. It shouldn't be, of course, but here we are. I made a joke about how I wouldn't have minded so much if he'd been hot, but that was really just to lighten the mood and change the subject a bit. Even as I said it, I knew it wasn't the point. It's not about how hot he is. It's about personal boundaries. No one gets to touch you, especially not grab your boob or whatever, without your permission. What's worse, though, is when you tell Mr. Tickle to keep his hands to himself and you get accused of being frigid and somehow you're the one with the problem, when really you just want people to keep their hands to themselves. This is horrifically poisonous because if the people around you start treating you as nothing more than a piece of meat who should be grateful for the attention, then that's what you start to become. Especially if this sort of behaviour is the norm from a young age, which it normally is. Older, gropey guys tend to go for the younger, more vulnerable ones, as they can be more confident they won't get a kick in the knackers for the troubles. And it's self-perpetuating too, because once you start to think of yourself as nothing more than the physical, you start to treat others in the same way. Which is how, I imagine, the older men get to the point where they thought it was acceptable to be gropey with kids in the first place. Anyway, if you find yourself in a situation like this, the best advice I can give is get out of it, which seems obvious, but for some reason, I think, I don't know if it's because we're British, we start to freeze up and just kind of try and get through it and hope they'll go away. And, you know, you don't want to make a scene or draw too much attention to yourself if you try and get out of it. But that is entirely the wrong way around. Make a scene. Call the handsy one out on it loudly and publicly. Make sure other people hear you. Gropes will soon stop once other people start looking around and hopefully they'll think twice about doing it again. Because deep down they know it's wrong and that they're getting away with it, but they shouldn't. And once you've said, ah, no, very loudly, they have no excuse. This whole situation reminded me of a blog post by Alice Fraser, who is an amazing comedian and a pretty fantastic person all round. She talks about how it's not the general hotness of the person, but the attraction between the two of you, which makes sense. Like one of the hot straight guys from my gym that I secretly perv on all the time. I say secretly, I'm not exactly subtle. Even just a fist bump from him after a workout and suddenly I'm getting a semi in my sweaty gym shorts. It's all about context, I think. Because being attracted to someone isn't just about the physical. It wouldn't matter how hot the stranger was. If he just came up and groped me without me giving him any kind of acknowledgement that that was okay, and if there's no chemistry, no connection, no go signal between us, then it's a violation and shouldn't be allowed. Which isn't really like the straight guy from the gym. It would be difficult for me to give him any stronger go signals without offering to help him stretch out after his workout. On my face. With his penis. I fancy him, is what I'm saying. Is it obvious? It's been a while. Anyway. The main reason all of this resonated with me was because I remember when I was going through my weird phase, my 20s, I could be the gropey, handsy type when I'd had a drink. I'd justify it to myself as just a bit of cheeky fun, and anyway, if they wanted me not to, they'd only have to tell me to stop. Which now makes me go into a full-body cringe just thinking about it. Because that's not the way it should be, and I'm ashamed of that behaviour. The difference between those two things is subtle, but also important. The lack of a don't-do-that signal isn't the same as a please go ahead, signal. They're two very different things. Think about it. Banks don't need to have a sign saying, please don't rob us. And we all know we're not supposed to do that. And for example, if you went round to someone's house, set it on fire and fucked the dog, they would, they'd probably kick the shit out of you for one thing. But then when they take you to court, you can't really say, well, they didn't tell me I couldn't do it, your honour. And that's the difference. It's not 
being explicitly told no, it's waiting to be told yes. Assume no unless very clear yes. It's not always easy to tell the difference between a yes and a no signal. That's one of the many confusing things about humans. Right up there with Morris dancing. Don't get me started on that. Men with beards and serious faces dancing around with sticks and hankies. It's fucking terrifying. Anyway, back to the point. Yeah, with the signals thing, the key is, until there's a clear yes, assume it's a no. It is, after all, quite difficult to traumatise someone by not groping them. And because I know that some people will be like I used to be and be all like, oh, it's just a bit of harmless fun. Remember that you don't get to decide what's harm and what's not for other people. Just because you think it's fine, the one doing the groping, doesn't mean it is. That's what consent's all about, in it. And again, much like Morris dancing, just because you enjoy it doesn't mean you're not traumatising everyone else. And if you're not sure, if you're reading the signals right, ask. Of course... If you don't want to ask because you're afraid they might say no, then you've already got your answer, sunshine. Conversely, never ask a Morris dancer anything. Just don't engage. You'll only encourage them, and best case scenario, you'll end up asking one simple vague question and be subjected to four hours of talk about fertility rights and folk traditions and all of that. Worst case scenario, you'll somehow find yourself covered in bells and dancing round a field with a group of weird old hippies. And there won't even be any drugs involved. Worst holiday I've ever had. That was probably true. The repeatedly award-winning storytelling series created by me, Scott Flashheart, to remind all of my queer brothers and sisters that we are none of us alone. You can find transcripts of every episode, links and other things at probablytruepodcast.com. There's additional content and other lovely stuff available to subscribers at patreon.com forward slash probablytrue. And if you want to get in touch, just search Probably True Podcast on the socials. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.